Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold. Presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Cape Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. And we're going to do a very, very quick recap of day one of free agent frenzy, trading center, whatever you want to call it. And to be honest, all of you have mustache to thank for this. On Twitter, you can hit them up. Mustache 78. He asked me at about ooh, 8.30. There's got to be a pod coming out after tonight's action, today's action, right? Right? And my reaction to him was that I was going to wait a day just in case other things happen tomorrow. And I actually think that the Hurricanes aren't and shouldn't be done. Uh, but I thought, you know what? We could do quick. We could do 10, 12 minutes, whatever it is and react to the day one comings and goings, which was um, a good day, I guess. Uh, a day that I, I think maybe could have been better, could have been a lot better. And uh, I have just some general thoughts about where the franchise is. So let's just kind of race through it. And again, there'll be something more substantial and more... Uh, elaborate, if you will, as we get through a couple of more days and the Carolina Hurricanes roster really comes into focus. So, uh, first thing that happened when the uh, when the Hurricanes got involved in trade deadline day, because obviously this stuff happens real fast, uh, but the Hurricanes acquired Brent Burns, defenseman, from the San Jose Sharks. Stephen Lawrence goes... Uh, goaltending prospect A2 McAniemi goes and a conditional third-round pick goes. The details on that conditional third-round pick are the lower of either Carolina's or Philadelphia's. Uh, If the Hurricanes pick is uh, later than the Flyers, that will go to San Jose, if I read that correctly. So the Hurricanes will pick earlier in the third round and San Jose will get the later of the two picks if I get that right. All right, so Brett Burns, back to uh, the matter at hand. Uh, 37 years old, elite level offensive player, smart player, not very good defensively, can be better defensively, but... Jacob Slavin is used to playing guys who used to play with guys who are offensive minded, whether it's Dougie Hamilton or it's Tony D'Angelo. Brett Burns will be the best of those players. Uh, I don't. He's not dramatically better than Dougie. Dougie is the better player between he and Tony D'Angelo. 
Uh, always thought that D'Angelo was just a better fit for what Carolina needed, but uh, Brent Burns can play with a little bit more physicality and a little bit more bite to his game than Dougie was ever willing to play with. Uh, and I think even though he's 37, uh, he is a conditioning freak show. And I'm really not concerned, at least in the short term, about whether or not Brett Burns at 37 or 38 or maybe even 39 will be able to fulfill his contract for three more years. Hurricanes uh, cap hit will be just under $5.3 million, uh, which means still lower than Jacob Slavin as the Sharks ate a little bit of the cap hit. There's also not that much money owed to Brent Burns, so if you ultimately had to move him in the next couple of years, uh, there's less money at the end of it. It's $6.5 million this year, $5 million the next two years, so even though the ad- average annual value overall was $8 million, uh, most of that money was front-loaded. Anyway, Burns an outstanding player. He is a six-time All-Star. Eight years in a row... Uh, He has yet to miss a game. Um, And even though his offense has waned the last few years, part of that is Sharks haven't been very good. And even though it's waned, he still has 128 points in his last 208 games. And I think, based on conversations that I have had, a lot of Burns declining numbers over the last couple of years have basically been because uh, the Sharks haven't been very good and he has been asked to change his game. And I don't think that will happen with Carolina because he'll play with Jacob Slavin and he'll be told to go back to doing what you were doing offensively and go back to shooting the puck. You know, there was a year where he led the NHL in shots. I know a Hurricane fan will uh, will remember uh, that Dougie Hamilton used to do that, but uh, Brett Burns in 16-17, 320 shots led the league. Now, that's not even his best. He had more shots the next year, uh, 332. He had more shots the previous year, uh, 353. But uh, shot attempts have really gone down for Brent Burns over the last few years. He had 203 shot attempts in 82 games this year. That's a pretty big drop-off uh, in like a five-year span. Uh, in, 19, uh, in, in 2017 and 18, he had 332 shots in 82 games. So 130 fewer shots, almost uh, what more than a shot and a half per game less. Uh, so I think that Brett Burns will get back to doing what he was doing. And here's the other thing about Burns. He played over 26 minutes a night this past year. There's no way he's going to play that much for the Hurricanes. He's probably going to end up fourth among defensemen in ice time. And that number's not going to be 26.09 like it was this past year or 26.08 like it was the previous year or 25.25 or 25.06 or 25.15. See what I'm getting at. So he'll settle in to about 21 and a half minutes a night. He'll be fourth among defensemen in ice time behind Pesci and Shea and Slavin. And what I think will ultimately happen is you get more. You'll get the same or more production out of Brent Burns. And you'll get some more physicality out of Burns. 
And I think you'll ultimately get a better player. And I also think this about Burns. Rod Brindamore will get more out of him. Because Rod Brindamore gets more out of everybody. So, again, Burns is a conditioning freak. Uh, He keeps himself in great shape. That is not a problem. And that's why at 37, he is on an eight-year streak where he has played every game. An elite offensive player. And I will say that this will be the best defensive pair that the Hurricanes have ever had. And I understand that there are Dougie Hamilton fans out there. And Hamilton and Slavin were excellent. I think Burns and Slavin will be better. Partially because Slavin is better. And partially because Burns is, I think, slightly better than Hamilton. So that was a good start. Hate to give up, uh, uh, you know, a kid like Lawrence, who's uh, just a wonderful, wonderful guy. Uh, but ultimately, he's a fourth liner and pretty replaceable. Although he's got great size, and I wish him the absolute best. Uh, the goaltender Macadiemi has a chance to be a good one. Uh, don't know if he has a chance to be a bona fide top half of the league starting goaltender. Uh, but he certainly was a good prospect, but you got to give up something. And that is sort of a theme, and we're going to get back to. Uh, next thing Carolina did was, it appeared, sign former Florida Panther Mason Marshment to a four-year contract worth $4.5 million annually. And he had, what, 47 points in 54 games? Uh, and then the rug was pulled out. And here's the thing. Marshman at 6'3 or 6'4. Burns, by the way, 6'5. Man, is exactly what Carolina needed. Can play a physical game, good skater, obviously has skill. And they didn't get him. And that's unfortunate because Carolina needs speed and size that can score. If you put scoring ability on Steve Lawrence, he wouldn't have been dealt. But that's the problem. Uh, So they didn't end up with Mason Marshman. So uh, later on in the evening, after it looked like Carolina wasn't going to do much, uh, all of a sudden we get the news that the Hurricanes have acquired Max Pacioretty from the Vegas Golden Knights uh, in exchange for nothing. That's right. In exchange for nothing, Max Pacioretty. So... (laughs) Uh, future considerations, which essentially is nothing. In addition, they get a defenseman, a 24-year-old named Dylan Coughlin. He's got a right shot, and Carolina now has a glut of right shot defensemen, but that doesn't mean they'll all play. Uh, Coughlin is, at best, a third pair, but more than likely to me, probably going to end up as an extra defenseman or maybe even uh, sent to the minor league. But, I mean, he's got an NHL contract, so we'd have to clear waivers. Uh, so who knows what's going to happen in the deal. By the way, Carolina also got Lane Peterson, a forward who's really a fourth-liner depth guy uh, in the Burns trade, but is a body uh, and essentially becomes the replacement for Steve Lawrence, uh, we'll see what happens with Lane Peterson. Has scored, I think, one goal in 44 NHL games. Quick thoughts on Patchy already. Six-time 30-goal scorer. He's a finisher. He absolutely is a goal scorer. Should make the power play better if he can stay healthy. 
Played just 39 games a year ago. Had 37 points in the 39 games. But just 39 games. And uh, he's missed a lot of time the last several years. And so uh, the Hurricanes have to hope that they get a full season out of him. He's only got one year left on a contract. It pays him $7 million. Vegas is retaining no money because they can't. But the Hurricanes suddenly now have cap room. And we'll get to more of that in a second. If Pacioretty stays healthy, then ultimately this will be a good deal. Because you can play him with Ajo and Jarvis on a front, on a first line. He'll get power play time. So no issues really with this other than the uncertainty of health. So if he stays healthy, it's a great deal. And if he doesn't stay healthy, then it was whatever. It was just kind of a waste. Uh, hopefully the Hurricanes will kind of uh, cover themselves in case he is not healthy, uh, and maybe they did by signing their own their their lone free agent of the day, Andre Kasha. I'm going to give Tom Dundon a shout out here. After four years, he finally acquired Andre Kasha. This is somebody that Carolina has been on the verge of trading for at least two other times. A couple of years ago, they had a deal in place that would have sent Hayden Fleury to Anaheim for Kasha. But Anaheim went through a rash of injuries, um, and I forget all the names that were hurt, but they basically lost four forwards to injury, and they couldn't afford to trade another forward, so that deal was put on hold, and then Kasha got a concussion. Now, Kasha has had concussion problems. Um He's played some with Toronto, played last year with Boston, and had some moments against Carolina in the playoffs with Boston. Uh, Ultimately, Kasha is a very skilled guy, good skater, not overly huge, six foot, but big enough, has a little bit of a scoring touch, scored 20 goals once, but ultimately isn't durable. Sort of like Max Pacioretty. Ready. If these guys all max out, then Carolina didn't give up a ton. Got Burns, got Patchy Ready, got Kasha. One quick final thought about what Carolina did today. Uh, or maybe what they didn't do today. Now, they swung and missed. They were right there. Long, a long foul ball down the left field line that was just foul with the Mason Marshman. Because uh, I think that guy is absolutely legit, and Dallas got a good player at a, at a reasonable price. And I think this sort of speaks to the mindset of the Hurricanes over the last couple of years. And I'm gonna I'm gonna use two trade deadlines as an example. Two years ago, trade deadline, rather than add something that would legitimately make them better, they exchanged Flurry for Yanni Hockenpah. To me, just rearranging the deck chairs. That's all that was. They didn't add anything. They didn't get deeper. They didn't get better. Uh, if they did get better, it was marginal between Hockenpah and Flurry. And let's just say they got better because Hockenpah was better than Flurry, but he wasn't that much better than Flurry. And they still ended up in a situation uh, where they didn't have enough NHL defensemen for the postseason. So that's why Max Lejoie had to play. That's why Jake Bean had to play 30 minutes 
in a double overtime game against Nashville because they were short NHL defensemen. So that's that's one year where Carolina was unwilling, in spite of having the best record in, or the third best record in the entire NHL, they were unwilling to pay the price at the deadline to make themselves better. And then this past season, they did the same thing. Max Domi did not impact the team. Didn't. He was not a great player. He was, he was okay. Max Domi wasn't a bad player. He was just there. He was like any one of their other decent players. Yes, he had the game against Boston. There will always be a soft spot in our hearts for mighty Max Domi. But the Hurricanes didn't have to give anything up. Really, give up some draft capital and some far-reaching in the pro- in the prospect pool uh, dudes that'll probably never play in the NHL. And it wasn't like Domi was cheap. He still was a $5 million a year player, and he still had to have his contract laundered through another team. As it turned out, Florida. And I feel like this is what they did with the Pacioretty signing or the trade is that let's get Max Pacioretty because we don't have to give anything up. Meanwhile, for basically the same price and the same term, maybe you could have given St. Louis something for Vladimir Tarasenko. Or maybe you could have made a legitimate trade and got a better forward than Pacioretty. Maybe somebody even with a little bit more term, maybe a second year, so we're not reshuffling the deck every year and going through free agency every year. Or maybe somebody with more durability. Heck, I know Claude Giroux went to Ottawa on a three-year deal worth $6.5 million, but heck, maybe you could have paid him seven a year to come here for two years. All I'm saying is you have to be willing to pay the price to win. There is a a saying in hockey, take a hit to make a play. I'm not sure the Hurricanes are willing to take a hit to make a play. I'm not sure the front office is willing to do that. And whether it's because they're unsure of what they're going after or they simply think that they're smarter than everybody else, I don't know. One of those two things is true. And again, this could work out great, but they're not done. They shouldn't be done. Here's where they are, real quick as we wrap this up. Here's where they are, and we don't have to get into line combinations. They've got, if you assume that Martin Natchez will sign and Jack Drury will be the fourth-line center, they've got 12 forwards under contract plus uh, Lane Peterson as a 13th forward. So there are, they have a full complement on an NHL roster, assuming Drury and Natchez. And because uh, they have Jalen Chatfield and they have Coughlin or Coughlin, however you pronounce his name, and Burns and Slavin and Pesci and Shea and for the time being, Jake Gardner, they have a full complement of NHL defensemen and two goalies. If they move, if they can move Gardner's contract, though, 
they will ultimately have about oh, $5 million in cap space. And remember what that cap space does for you because you can, you can actually expand that cap space for the trade deadline by massaging the roster. So if they can somehow figure out a way to get Jake Gardner's contract off the books, even if it's a buyout, create just a little bit more space, the cap is $82.5 million, um, that's not bad. That gives you a chance to add something at the trade deadline. Of course, this organization has to be willing to pay the price. All right, we'll get out of here. I am Adam Gold, Cane's Quarter Podcast, brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Sammy Hanna's crew do a great job. Check them out uh, online, aluminumcompany.com. Follow the Cane's Quarter Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Give us a rating and give us five stars if you want, or just don't do nothing. Just listen to it. Download it. Follow it so it shows up automatically in your phone. Shouts to Mustache. He's the reason I did this. All right? We'll, uh, we'll check in again in a couple of days, see if the Hurricanes have done anything else. Uh, because, I mean, there's an opportunity to make this team even better than it is. There's an opportunity with some cap room if you want to go out and get somebody else. Get another forward. Maybe even exchange a forward. Actually make a trade. That would be great, wouldn't it? All right. Until. See ya. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.